So you got to feel pain. That's it. I gotta do work. God said I gotta do work. Cause it's off with the name. Savage truth. Savage truth. It's the savage truth. The savage truth. Welcome to the Savage Truth, and I am your host, Pastor Roy Dockery. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast. Thank you for joining us for this Savage Truth Tuesday, because if you don't know, if you're new to the channel, if you just came back to the channel after my uh, restless sabbatical, um, we are dropping content on Tuesday. So you can comment throughout the week. You will see this uh, content. It'll be available. It's not like I'm going to take it down, um, but you will hear us on your uh, favorite audio listening platform on the Savage Truth Podcast, and you will see me on YouTube uh, dropping videos each Tuesday. So subscribe, like, do all of that other good stuff that's being described in the graphics below, and you can do that um, so you can get notified on what we're doing. So today I'm going to talk about something that, um, that you know, before I got off of social media, my social media manager would post quotes of mine. So I have, um, I have, Pages and pages and pages of Pastor Roy quotes, just thoughts of mine that I've dropped on paper, uh, quotes from things that I've wrote from from blogs, from my books, from poetry, from sermons, whatever they may may be. But she had a huge Word document of Pastor Roy quotes. Um, She also had a Word document of quotes from my favorite books because I take written notes or typed notes on every book that I read. Um, and so I can go back and just kind of pull out a couple of key words, some quotes, my favorite quote, my favorite quotable from a book, right? Because a lot of authors actually quote other authors and philosophers and things um, in the books that they create. And so I would go back and pull that stuff out. So when she was making my social media content, everything was either a quote from me or a quote from a book that I read that I found helpful. And there was a lot of uh, kermuffle, you know, a lot of a lot of turbulence and frustration around a particular post that she shared that had to do with your credit score. And basically it said that, you know, your credit score is a measure of your integrity. And a lot of people got upset about that. There were a lot of very personal responses and people were like, and I even put specifically, um, and and I think she shared, because my my social media was being managed managed by a a wonderful young lady named uh, Britannia, so and so Britt was like, look, you know, this is, you know, unless your credit's been stolen, if you've got medical problems, but for 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 by and large, right, in large part, your credit score is a measure of your integrity. People think a credit score is a measure of wealth. It is not. A credit score is not a measure of success. A credit score is a measure of fidelity. It's a measure of integrity. And so anyone that um that's you know heard me talk about the four F's of a peaceful marriage, um, you know, we do uh, couples counseling, premarital marriage counseling, or whatever, and we go through these four F's of a of a peaceful marriage. And one of those F's is fidelity, right? So fidelity is normally only talked about in a concept of infidelity. And infidelity is normally only thought of in the concept of someone, um, you know, like the sexual sin of adultery, right? You cheating on your wife. But fidelity in itself, the word just kind of means to keep a promise, right? Um, like fidelity means to say something and to do it. It means integrity, right? It's infidelity when you cheat on your wife because most people have vows where you committed to be with this individual or this one person for the rest of your life. And when you violate that, it's infidelity. But it's also infidelity to tell your wife you're taking the trash out and it sits in the garage for four days. It's also infidelity to tell your husband you're going to abide by... um you know, the budget or whatever else. And then the credit card bill gets ran up, you know what I'm saying? Or the husband's credit card, bill, you know, the, whatever, right? Infidelity is like, is not being about your word, right? 
Um, that's why you have banks called Fidelity, right? It's like about trust. So when I say that your credit score is a measure of your integrity, I'm not talking about your credit score is what determines if you're a liar or if you're a good person or a bad person. I'm saying that there are very few metrics that a company can use, right? Since we're going out a lot of times and we're trying to use our name, we're trying to use our signature and some data that proves money that I used to have, right? Not money that I currently have. No one makes you bring them a stack of cash to prove that you actually have the money your bank statement reflects or, you know, brings you, uh, makes you bring in everything that you're indebted, right? A lot of times they don't include, um, even in some basic calculations for loans, um, they, you know, they won't include stuff that your spouse has, that you have to pay on behalf of your spouse. So for me, I haven't, um, my wife is a stay-at-home mom. Her full-time job is caring for our children. But when I bought my house, they didn't put my wife's student loans, which were over $1,000 a month at the time, on my application for credit because my wife is not a party to that loan because the loan is only in my name, even though my wife's name is on the deed, right? So I'm paying those student loans, but my credit application didn't even reflect all of the debt I was responsible for because there's debt I'm responsible for that doesn't belong to me. It belongs to my wife. And because of our choice and our, and our shared responsibility, I am accountable for that. But in that application process, they don't have to take into account my wife's debt. It's only my debt and whether or not I've had the fidelity, the integrity to pay my bills, right? So for people that can get sensitive about that statement that your credit score is a measure of integrity, I'm not saying it's the only measure of integrity. I'm saying it's a measure of integrity. And the reason it's a measure of integrity because we sign documents when we get loans, when we get phones, when we get health care, when, when anything happens, right? There is an agreement on our behalf that we sign. And we sign that agreement saying that if I use this credit card, I'm going to pay it on time. If you give me the money to purchase tangible collateral like a home or car or a recreational vehicle, that I am going to pay you the principal plus interest that is owed on those days, right? Like that's what the, the agreement is. So if I, if I, if I spend money on a credit card and then become indebted to my credit card company, but then when they come around to collect even the minimum payment, which would only allow me to pay it off in like 17 years is 15 to 17 years, which is the normal calculation. I am now not meeting my end of the agreement. So now my integrity is it question? Because the question that people want to know when you're doing business with them, when you're borrowing money from them, when you're requesting collateral, when you're requesting a, a credit line or credit cards, they want to know, are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Right. And when you make it that simple, like your credit score is a measure of your integrity. That's why you can have millions of dollars in the bank and have horrible credit. You know why? Because you never have, no one ever has to trust you. You just have cash. So when you're cash rich, you have poor credit because you never have to borrow anything. You never have to make an agreement with someone and then make a commitment on that agreement. So that's why even when you look at the factors that impact your credit score, one of the things that impacts your credit score the most is late payment history, right? You can pay a credit card bill poorly once and it will drop your credit score 200 points because your payment history right is a reflection of the full body of your credit history but it's how often do you not pay 
within the time frame that you committed to pay. It's a measure of integrity, right? Like payment history is a measure of integrity. Account status is a measure of integrity. Is your account in good standing? Is your account in bad standing? Has your account been charged off? right? Um, is your account in collections? These are all statuses. These are statuses of this was the agreement that we had and they have now defaulted on that agreement or they are keeping that agreement. If you keep your agreements, right, your credit score will be high. You can be broke with good credit, right? Like as long as the agreements that you've kept and you've got a variety of agreements, you've got car loans, you've got credit cards, you have a good mix of credit, and then you have a a length of credit history, which means you've been making good payments or whatever for a a period of time, three years, five years, 10 years. I think I'm coming up on like 10 or 11 years that Credit Karma keeps celebrating, right? How many, um, (laughs) keeps celebrating how many consecutive on you know um, months of of payment history that I have of paying um, paying consistently and remaining in good standing, but that's just a reflection of am I committing or am I making the agreements that I that I set upon right when we talk about medical issues right like there is no ref- the only time your medical bills will wind up on your credit is if they go to collections right because that's an agreement that you sign with a hospital and then most people don't know when you get a bill from a hospital you can call them and set up payment arrangements you can set up very minimal payment arrangements when my second daughter my first child that was born outside of the military i was shocked when i got bills after paying every month for freaking insurance that i owed like $18,000 across multiple doctors for my daughter to be born So what do we do? We called around and we set up payment arrangements with the anesthesiologist. We set up payment arrangements with the pediatrician. We set up payment arrangements with the hospital. And we paid each of them like $50 a month. I think we paid off. And then as we paid them off, the $50 became $100. Then the $150 went to one person. But we wound up paying those bills off like by the time my daughter was like two or three years old. I don't even remember. But it was never on my credit. It was never on my credit that I owed over $15,000 to a hospital because I made an agreement and I stuck to that agreement. I never deviated from them. I could have told them I was paying them a dollar a month. I could have told them I was paying them $25 a month. The thing is, is you need an agreement and you have to stick to that agreement. If you don't stick to that agreement, then they put you in a status of default. Then they try to collect. If they don't get the collection, they put it on your credit as a collection. And then they can put it on your credit as a charged off account. All of those things lower the measure of whether or not a company, and remind you, we're talking about a credit score. Unless you're dating people and they're running your credit score, which I would recommend, by the way. Um, but like, we're, we're not talking about like integrity and interpersonal relationships. You're talking about your integrity in the marketplace with lenders and people who are going to offer you something in exchange for nothing other than your name, nothing other than your word. Right. Having a good credit score gives your word, gives your reputation, gives your name capital. Right. Like I can walk onto pretty much any dealership and my name combined with income. Right. But depending on what you're trying to buy will give me anything. There's some things that just give me right. Like I, if whenever I'm in a checkout line or, you know, we go to TJ Maxx or go to a store like everybody's always trying to give me a credit card because like my name gets flagged as like, oh, you'll. You'll be able to get through with no pre-approval. That didn't used to be the case. I remember the first car that I bought my wife, my interest rate on the car was 17% on a 2000 and what was it? A 2006 Kia Sportage. 
That car cost me more than my brand new Ford Taurus that I bought, right? I, I paid luxury car money for that for that vehicle because I had poor credit, right? First car that I bought when I was married, um, like I said, 17% interest on, on a vehicle. Second car that I bought when I was married because I learned about credit and I made a commitment to make sure that I was delivering on my expectations. I was paying my bills. I was paying off my debt. Second car that I bought, 4.5% interest. Next, the other cars that I bought were 0 to 0.5% interest on a car. People are basically giving me money now, right? Like Ford gave me money, right? Chrysler gave me money. And then so the car is just mine and I get to borrow their money for pretty much nothing and keep the rest of my money in the bank. But that took effort. That took time, right? And it took being intentional about making sure I'm committed to my agreements. But the reason I appreciate the fact that knowing your credit score and having a credit score is a measure of integrity, right? Because fidelity is an important part about all of our relationships. When you don't keep your agreements, the integrity, right? Your, your public value declines. Whether or not people trust you declines. Whether or not people will lend to you declines. Whether or not people will believe you declines. So your credit score is only a measure of your integrity. But I, I'm, I'm going to go out and limb and say that unless you encountered numerous bad situations, and I had things in my name, I've had my identity stolen, and I still recovered from people intentionally trying to damage my name, but I recovered it. Right. Like it's not like it's not a it's not a non recoverable scenario or situation. You can recover from it, but it's being consistent in it in the same way that we can be consistent with making a payment is the same way we can be consistent with keeping our promises the same way we can be cons um, consistent and persistent and having a reputation that 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 is that is foolproof, having a reputation that hasn't disappointed people and having a name that retains value in the marketplace, in the church at work, and more importantly than anything, in our family, right? Credit score is one measure of integrity, but what is, what is the value of your fidelity at home? What is the value of your promises to your children? What is the value of your promises to your spouse? What is the value of your word to your boss? What is the value of your word to your church? Can your church believe you when you say you're going to show up? Can your church believe that you're actually busy when you say you weren't available and then you, they see you somewhere turned up on, on social media, right? Do your kids believe you when you say you are going to do something or that they shouldn't do something and then they see you modeling the very behavior you told them was inappropriate, right? Can your job trust you to say that you're going to get something turned in on time and that you're going to show up and that you're going to give 100% and that you're going to work for the paycheck that you earn, right? Or that or that you're working towards that promotion or that you're doing what you need to. You're finishing your certifications and getting your education to get that, um, to get that career, to get that future promotion you told your boss that you wanted. Like if you, if there was a credit score for life, would you get credit for your integrity, in your promises, in your relationships, in your follow-through, in your honesty, right? What is the what is the value of your name? What is the value of your promises? Do you have any fidelity? Or what 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 a lot of people say that like you were not eligible for credit for them? Well, are you are there people who won't let you borrow money because you borrowed before and not paid it back? Are there people who don't trust your promises because you've you you've promised before and you didn't deliver? And I'm saying all of these things because as you reflect on them and as you ask yourself those questions, 
you can fix it. I could fix bad credit. I can fix bad reputations. I can fix broken promises because I can go back and I can apologize, right? First, I need to get my heart right with the Lord and figure out why I keep lying to people and making promises I can't deliver on. Good, intentionally, unintentionally, doesn't matter. Like, God, why is stuff coming out of my mouth that isn't in my heart to actually deliver upon? Am I afraid of rejection, right? Am I trying to please people? What am I doing to keep putting myself in this situation? Why is this a recurring theme? Do I nerd, Do I need to learn how to say no? Do I need to learn how to protect myself? Do I need to learn how to manage my time? Do I need to learn how to manage my resources? The answer to everything is yes, because we all need to be better at all of the above, right? But especially in your home, does your what is the credit score of your promises? What is the measure of your integrity? Does your wife believe you? When you say you just go into the store or does your wife have some concern about your your um, your whereabouts? So you texting, checking in and taking pictures with friends so that she know you're not around women. That means your credit score at home is jacked up. Player. Right. Do your children have to keep repetitively asking you questions after you made a commitment that you were going to do something or that you're going to get them something? They have to keep asking because there's been so many times before that you said yes. And on the third time that they check in, now the answer has become no, because you didn't fully count the cost when you committed to it the first time. These are all problems, right? Because as Christians, our words need to have value, because if we're supposed to go evangelize with our mouths, the fact that Jesus Christ is the, is the solution that Jesus Christ is the resurrected man, right, that holds salvation and the gift of faith and, and, you know what I mean, that he offers. If you're ruining the value of your reputation, if you're ruining the value and the integrity of what comes out of your mouth, if I can't believe you about why you were late to work, if I can't believe you about why I didn't get my Christmas gift or my birthday gift, why would I believe you about Jesus? Right. So that's where we started. It's just a measure of integrity that, you know, what I'm saying when somebody wants to offer you something, but it also becomes a measure of your integrity when you want to offer something to someone else. So when I want to bring you Jesus, right, when I want to hand you my savior on a platter, if I couldn't believe anything you said last week. You know, what I'm saying without the full force of the movement of the spirit of God, which he can do, but you were making job God's job harder. If you've got a reputation for not meeting your commitments, for not being honest, for not being kind, for not being consistent, and then you want to tell them about the Jesus that lives in you. Because if the Jesus that I know lives in you, you would already have a high measure of integrity. So that's all I've got for today, and I'm trying to keep it as short as possible. That is less than 20 minutes. So God bless you. That's like one third of a sermon. Um, so thank you for joining, um, for, for joining us here on the Savage Truth Podcast. Shout out to the Patreon community. Shout out to the Discord community. If you like this conversation, join the Discord. The link will be in the description below. If you want to support the movement, the Savage Truth Network, make sure um, you join the Patreon. That is also in the description below. We will do service grants to our Patreon community um, where like every other month we are going to pick a cause, pick a situation, um, pick something that somebody wants to do, and we're going to sow into it so that we can show how to be charitable and that we can lead by example and empower people people to go serve their communities and though in the least of those amongst us like the bible says in matthew 25 40 so this is where we going out of the sabbatical um you know what i'm saying so i hope you enjoyed this on savage truth tuesday shout out to the um to the uh, podcast sponsors 
Shout out to the podcast, the audio listeners, those who tune in to see my face. Hello, glad to see y'all. And um, and yeah, and so for, and for the Patreon family, for the Discord family, hey, I'll catch y'all on whatever Monday's coming up. We do something different first, second, third, and fourth Monday of the month. Bible studies, video studies, um, ask Pastor Roy sessions, family sessions with my wife and myself. Um, so get connected, join, jump in that Discord. We got the most popping Discord, um, you know what I'm saying, and I, that I feel in the Christian community. You know what I'm saying? You can get prayer in there. We talk about finances. We talk about current events. We check in on each other. We love each other. We pray for each other. Um, we report our weaknesses. We report our strengths. We talk about our failures, and we talk about our praises. So come join the Savage Truth Network and the Savage Truth family with Pastor Roy um, and, and the whole crew. So God bless y'all. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for lending me some time to listen. I pray that you have a successful week. Um, I pray that God equips you to do everything um, that you need to do and that in anything that you choose to be a light um, and that you choose to allow your truth and your and your and the way that you live your life applicably to be a reflection of the gospel. So God bless you. See you next time. Peace out. They keep asking who I am, I just tell them I'm a Christian, occupation, a description, I just tell them I'm a Christian, nationality, ethnicity, I tell them I'm a Christian, keep the hyphens in the